Coaches Chat. I'm your host, Betsy Foster, personal trainer for over 12 years. I started on a completely different career path and headed into personal training with just a piece of paper that said I could do it. I learned along the way, building a successful personal training career in commercial gyms, privately and remotely. And now I'm here to help you, whether you're a new grad, a career changer, or somebody who's already a pro just looking to get better. I'm sharing what I know, the stuff the textbooks didn't teach you, and bringing on other colleagues to share their experiences. And I'm doing it with compassion, big smiles, and a lot less bravado than you've come to know in the fitness industry. I'm happy you're here. Let's get going. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Coaches Chat. Thank you. (laughs) I banged on the desk. Thank you, as always, for being here. I'm super appreciative. Um, We're going to start with this topic. So I I grabbed a clickbaity title, I thought, um, How to Fire a client. Um, and this is a terminology that a lot of trainers use. They talk about firing clients. I think it's it's simply because it's easy to understand, but I kind of hate it. And so I'm going to start with that. I hate that term because a little bit, you know, I'm not my client's boss. I'm not my client's supervisor, as well as in all circumstances, I'm really trying not to think of that relationship as that cut and dry where I just let you go. But I understand it just those words kind of mean something to me. So as much as when when uh when we're talking about firing, quote unquote, firing client, we're talking about when that client is not the right fit for you or you are not the right fit for that client, ending that relationship so that they can get better results or you can remove some stress from your day to day that kind of thing. We're talking about saying, you know, this isn't working anymore. And I'm going to talk a little bit about ways you can, um, I'm going to go through a whole process of sort of how to do this. But I want to say first that for me, it's not necessarily firing a client. It's finding a better option. It's ending the relationship or ending your this kind of relationship with the client. And again, for many people, it may not be all that you know, that term might not bother them, but it kind of does. It kind of does bother me again, because like in the sales process, I'm not just trying to acquire clients. I'm trying to build a relationship. And so ending any relationship can be hard, whether you liked the relationship or not a little bit. So when, when these relationships do need to come to an end, whether that's very early on in the process or after a long time, the ending of the relationship can be as much about what you do or do not do well as it is as much what that client struggles with or the or the pieces that don't really fit together. So there there needs to be whether or not we have to whether or not it's best in this relationship to separate and for that client to move on, it's important for us to reflect on what ways we didn't, we weren't the right fit. Not saying that what you did 
was wrong or not good enough. It's good to know what's not the right fit though, so that you don't get that same kind of client later, especially if it's not a right match. And what do I mean? I mean, if your style is such that you like to nurture, you like to go slowly, you like, um, you know, a more, (laughs) there's no way of saying this that doesn't feel like you're right and they're wrong. But like, if, if, if your style is more nurturing, it's more compassionate, and this person is really looking for someone who's going to kind of be a drill sergeant for them, because there are clients who really believe and, and want that kind of experience. They thrive, maybe they thrive in that experience. If you aren't that, it's important for you to recognize that that is not you. And so when another client comes down the line looking for that drill sergeant, you can quickly say before you invest a lot of time, this isn't the right fit. Or maybe you'd like a more relaxed approach and they're a little bit more type A, or maybe you're a little more type A and they are looking for a little more leeway, a little bit more of flexibility that you're not willing to give. You don't have to change who you are for the clients, but you have to decide professionally if you're not going to do that, then you need to not take on those clients. So I think it's important when we have this conversation about letting a client go, finding a new opportunity for a client, firing a client, that we are part of that equation. And we can leave this relationship and not change a thing. We just need to be okay with that and realize that it's going to limit ourselves in bringing on those kind of clients later. And for a lot of people, that's really important. It's important to know our no's. It's important to know our boundaries in terms of accepting clients. So again, I'm not saying you have to change. I'm just saying that in any of these situations, we do need to reflect. Because there could be something that we are just not the right fit for those kinds of clients and we need to recognize that so that we don't keep doing it again. It's important that our that our end of relationships with clients aren't all about this client wasn't wasn't good enough or this client was too much stress or this client was that. We are in a two-way relationship, or if you have semi-private, you're in a three-way or four-way relationship. You're in a relationship with this client, and there is as much responsibility from you as it is from them. Now, before I get into ways to sort of end this relationship, I want to say that the only exception to the reflect on yourself thing is I have zero tolerance for mis treatment. Zero tolerance for for being belittled, for being spoken down to, for being not respected. So for being disrespected, I have zero tolerance. And unfortunately, sometimes when you are in a service industry, people do not respect you. And I believe you don't owe anybody anything in that case. You may want to mention to someone that you feel disrespected and communicate that because sometimes there is a genuine disconnect between those who are paying for personal training and the and the behaviors that they have that make you feel disrespected that is fine and and you can determine whether or not that relationship is owed that you know sometimes there are things that people do and I don't think they realize that you know 
like consistently paying you late. It feels like disrespect. Um, the way they speak about you relative to their like medical professionals and things like that, that they see, they don't, they may not realize that that's disrespectful. So if you feel like it's worthwhile for you to say, Hey, I just want you to know that I, that these behaviors make me feel like you don't value my services. That's fine. But there are, and I I promise you it exists and you may have experienced it, or maybe you have been lucky enough not to experience it. When you're in the service industry, there are people who literally just are disrespectful because they have a lot of money that they can spend on these kind of things. And they don't really think about you as a human being. I think that's way less and like very luckily not most people, but it does happen. And I believe that if someone disrespects you in that way, you do not owe them anything and it's time for them to go. So you don't have to have the conversation of like, what, what would be the best next best fit for someone who has been disrespectful to you? Um, you're not somebody's servant and they need to know that. Um, if if they if they treat you that way there's no they don't deserve the time it takes for you to to help them with the transition now with everybody else i think it's really important to create a kind of transitional experience and that's what i'm going to do i'm going to walk you through these steps where if you are and, and how do you know it's time to let a client go Clients who are not a good fit are going to drain you of your energy. You're going to feel stressed every single time you come to that session or even the day before you're going to start stressing about it. You're going to not be able to get them results because of a few different kinds of things. Maybe it's a very combative relationship. Maybe you're misaligned with goals or or objectives within the sessions and within the program over time, maybe there's just a miscommunication in that the way you communicate is not working with the way they communicate. If you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling resentful, and you're bringing that resentment into the session, that's a good sign that's probably not a great fit. Um, if, if it's the only one that sort of like breaks you from your flow, and you're starting to go like, oh, Maybe this isn't the right fit because all my other clients are like this and that really works well for me to be in in this one state of mind. And then switching to this is really causing me like a lot of energy zap. Again, it might not be that the client is a hard person to deal with. I think that's the assumption when we talk about firing a client is this sort of like, oh, that person's just so hard to deal with. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about reflecting on on yourself. Yes, sometimes it it really is that. But there's probably a reason why they're hard to deal with, whether you guys aren't good communicators together, whether they don't have realistic expectations about the process, whether they're looking for a different kind of workout than you offer, a different kind of coach than you are. Again, I'm not giving somebody a pass. I'm just saying you got to reflect and figure out why. Once you figure out why, you can decide whether you want to change or whether you want to say it's time to go. So we're going to talk about this little process that I think is the easiest 
and most stress-free for you as a trainer because it's important for your professional success for you to be able to have sort of a system in which you apply to these clients so you can decide whether or not it's a good fit and how you're going to remove them from your schedule. So I think it's important when we're talking about people who have not shown you blatant disrespect to determine whether or not you want to give them a probation period. You can call it that to them or you can just keep it in your mind. Um, I do think it's important for people to know that there's that something is amiss. Okay. Oftentimes, things can be amiss on your side of the aisle and then you you assume that they feel the same thing and because you haven't communicated, they have no idea. So I think what we owe people is honest and direct communication. Now you don't have to say, I'm thinking about the next two months as a probation period, but you can say something like, have you noticed that I feel like a, something is a little bit off here I'm wondering if there are any things that I can do to make this experience better for you. And in that conversation, you can also insert the things that you'd like to see changed. Um, but that, that's kind of step two. So step one is determining this probationary period for you. It's sometimes, again, like you don't have to mention it to them. It's just good for you to know, okay, if this is the most stressful session, I'm always stressing about it. Let me give myself... 30 days, 60 days. I'm going to come to this with a little bit of a different perspective. I'm going to try these three things in the probationary period. And if none of those three things work to change this dynamic, I think that's a good sign to move on. When we set those parameters for ourselves, I think we can have a better, it it will help relieve that stress in some ways, because I think that you then understand that as you go into this, it could be time limited. And you're more apt to try some things because it isn't just this endless, uh, unknown, unknown stressor. So you give yourself a time period. If you have the kind of relationship where you can talk to your client like that, you can say that, hey, can we try this for the next little bit of time? And if not, I think we we should find something different for you. You may or may not wanna say that right away. I do think it's important, like I said before, the second step in this process is sort of outlining the things that you would like to try or that you would like that you think need to change. So if it is a communication thing, can you outline? Can you say like, oh, for the next few sessions, I'd love it if we could, you know, take two minutes at the end of the session and rehash what worked and what didn't work. Or I'd love if I could send a text message on Sunday night to kind of go over remind you of our goals for the week. I don't know what it may be because I don't know what the issue is with the given client. But again, a lot of our challenges or our issues with people are that we have something in our mind, we're telling ourselves this story, and they either have a different story in their mind or they're clueless to the story in general. So we owe someone... I believe we owe them clear and direct communication, okay? Not combative communication, that's different. Clear and direct is not always aggressive. It's not always combative. It's just being upfront so that there aren't any questions. There aren't any lingering, oh, I can't tell. No, you can tell because you've had the conversation with them. 
So then you're going to, you're just going to, to be a little clearer about what you would like to change, what you think would make this experience better or different. You can't change someone's whole personality. So what about the sessions could be different? What about the time in between the sessions could be different? What could be different about communication or payment or or respect or whatever that may be? Be clear about that. Then you actually have to give them some time to change, especially if you're asking for a big shift in your training relationship. You got to actually give them some opportunity to change. Again, if it was so bad at the start that there isn't going to be a lot that you're willing to allow them to change in, then you probably don't want this probationary period and you're going to move this faster. But if you think that there's something that could change, actually give them the time to change. And give yourself some time to change too. Give yourself some time to change too, especially if you're like, okay, when I'm looking back at this, I think I might not be doing this for them. I'm going to try to do this for them for 30 days. I'm going to I'm going to give myself that whole 30 days to see if it works. And if it doesn't work, then it's time to move on. If it's not working, you got to give them some notice about the change. Again, disrespect, any kind of like inappropriate action in in the relationship. And and that's unfortunate too, but it happens in training. Anything like that, you don't owe them notice, I don't think. If you have a respectful relationship and it's just not working or it's not the right client fit for you and you think they would do better with someone else or you just don't think you can handle them anymore or don't want to, you need to give them some notice. You know, is it two weeks? Is it four weeks? How can you then, if the relationship is good and you just think it's not the right fit, how can you set them up for success? So can you can you be proactive in finding them a trainer that's going to be um, more aligned with them? If if the ske- if you need to fire the client because the scheduling is just crappy and they're like moving times around, can you find a trainer who you think is good, who'll be a good fit for them, and who isn't going to mind that scheduling? Can you be sort of a steward of their success moving forward because professionalism above all in this case is important. And nobody wants to feel like they're unwanted. We just want to find them the right fit. Can you find them a different trainer, a different program? Maybe personal training just isn't for them. I know that it's the holy grail and I know that following a progressive program is the holy grail, but for some people they just don't like it. I'm not going to spend my life trying to change their minds about it. I'm going to try a little bit. And then if it's not going to work, I'm going to encourage them. Yes, maybe actually group fitness classes are the right thing for you. Maybe trying that CrossFit program is the right thing for you. I am not going to try to change a person to fit me. I am going to try to show them all the possibilities I can offer them. And if it is still not a good fit, I'm going to help them on. Now, realize that in these circumstances, like sometimes people can feel hurt by this. It feels like you don't want them. It feels like, um, you know, like any ending relationship. No one, wa- no one wants to be ghosted. It's rude. No one wants to feel like they're unwanted. No one wants to feel like they're just getting passed off. 
So figure out ways where you can approach this with care, with with compassion. I'm always saying, you know, we're, we're I, I, my coaching is about compassion. It's a big driver. It's a big value to me. Uh, lastly, I think if you're new and or this feels stressful, you can be, bring in reinforcements in that if you work in a gym, talk to your supervisor, talk to your boss, talk to whoever, you know, the director of the program or something like that, and just let them know. I'm this is what I've done with this client. I think it's time for them to move on. Here are the steps I've taken. I think it's important to document all of this and then say, I don't know if they're going to have trouble with this. I'm going to give them your communication, uh, give them, you know, contact info for you so that, and I'm just keeping you aware of it. I think that can be really helpful, especially if you're newer or maybe a little timid about some of these more confrontational aspects to have some reinforcement. And that's okay because you're gonna you're gonna build that muscle. It just might not be a muscle you have right away. If you own your own business, a lot of this is on you. And I document, document, document just so that I have all the information in case something happens. I'm going to tell you that like it rarely, rarely ever happens where someone is like, you know, so upset that they're like, I don't know, trying to bring you down or something. That's that. uh, If if you're, if you're working with integrity, with respect and with compassion, that very rarely happens. And that's also when it does happen, it's such a stark, um, it's so starkly different from how you approach things. It it usually is very clear that it's, that it is false you know, that some of the claims are not true. But you do what you need to do and bring in reinforcements if you need it. Okay, so I'm just going to recap real quick and then I'm going to let you go. How you fire a client, how you let go of a client, how you transition a client out off of your schedule is really up to you. Just remember that you have to, I think it's important to self-reflect about your re, your piece of this relationship with the caveat that you do not have to put up with disrespect, mistreatment, um, any violation of your boundaries. If it is not one of those things and it's just about figuring out if the person is a right fit, here are some things that you can try. You can determine whether or not you want to have a probationary period in your mind or something that you explicitly tell the client. You want to be clear with communication about what it is you're looking to change. So clear with yourself and then clear with the client. Um, and it doesn't have to be so distinctly I'm going to let you go if you don't do this. Just be make sure that someone knows what you think isn't working. Then give them an opportunity to make that change. Give yourself some time and opportunity to make a change. If it's not working, make sure you give them some notice. And then how can you go the extra mile to set them up for success? Can you find them a trainer that's going to be the right fit, a program that's going to be the right fit? make some other suggestions. Bring in reinforcements if you need them. So your supervisor or something like that and keep documentation. And hopefully it will all go well. I've seen clients of mine who have gone on to different trainers and have great success, vice versa. I've taken other people's clients on. It's gone very smoothly. 
because it was the right fit at the right time. And all we're, all we're trying to do, I believe, as trainers is help these clients get results, whether we're the right person or somebody else is the right person. Um, and I think that's an important part of our professionalism. All right, let me know if this is helpful. I think it. this one is, is something that we don't, again, again, so much of what I'm doing is talking about the stuff that's not in the book. It's not in the textbook, but it's the stuff that you're going to have to face. So let me know if it's helpful. If you have more questions about it or you want to run through a scenario or anything, you can DM me uh, at foster underscore strength on Instagram or send me an email, Betsy at bfosterstrong.com. That's the letter bfosterstrong.com. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. And until next time, go do amazing things. Bye.